0: As parents, our fervent desire is that our children should develop good moral character and so be fine, upstanding young men and women that will be a uh, pride and glory to our people and his the lives all around them. And there are life situations that lend themselves towards developing characteristics of kindness, generosity, sensitivity and naturally we are tempted to give direct instruction and to directly tell the child, instruct the child, how to behave, what to do in a given situation and we assume that this will be an effective method for their character development. But it may not be so simple. Torah tells us, in the Pasha's Vayetze, when Yaakov, Avinu, our forefather, Yaakov, after working faithfully for his father-in-law, Lavan, for 20 years, left his household, He left without telling his father-in-law, out of fear that his father-in-law may try to stop him, tried to rob him of all that he has, and Lavan chased after Yaakov, and despite the Almighty's instruction to Lavan to not say anything to Yaakov, Lavan was very harsh and very antagonistic, and he ended off saying to Yaakov everything that is here, the daughters, the sons, his grandsons, all your possessions it's all mine this is very disrespectful but our forefather Yaakov took this all in very calmly he did not get angry at love on the contrary he wanted to create some kind of a positive relationship he pursued peace and tranquility that was the characteristic of Yaakov if you And to that end, he invited Lavan to eat a meal together and he erected some kind of a monument that would symbolize their intent, their commitment, one to another, to maintain good relations. And he called to his sons to bring the stones, to gather the stones and build this monument as the symbol of their commitment to each other, Yaakov to love and love unto Yaakov, to live at peace with one another in the future. The Pasuk in describing this says that Yaakov called to his brothers. Rashi says these were his sons. They're called brothers because they had already reached a level of development that they could be real partners with Yaakov in all times of need, in times of difficulty, times of war, they were worthy of that kind of a title, of being related to it in that fashion. And the Torah identifies this in this situation. And in its its on the Torah, Sefer Habak Dover questions. Firstly, why did Yaakov have his sons gather the stones? He had many servants to do the job. And secondly, if after all they were his sons, why specifically in this situation are they being referred to? Why did Yaakov refer to them, you would see, as brothers? This was not a situation of uh, great challenge, war, tension. They weren't actually acting uh, actualizing that developed level that they had achieved. So why are they being referred to as brothers, particularly in this situation? And Then Sim explains that Yaakov wanted his sons to also acquire this sterling character trait of pursuing peace of not being offended by offensive language, of wanting to live together in peace and tranquility, which was the purpose of gathering these stones. And he says if Yaakov would have instructed them as children, he would have said, My children, gather the stones. Then their response, and their carrying out that instruction, would have been, essentially, as a child who is faithfully and loyally carrying out the command of his father. And they would not have thereby absorbed through this action the good personal character traits of valuing peace, of pursuing peace. It would not have been the primary aspect, the dominant feature in that action that they're doing. It wouldn't have been adequate to serve as a symbol of this sterling character trait that Yaakov possessed that he wanted them to learn. They were doing it in a sense anyway, or perhaps primarily, because Yaakov had instructed them. And even though they knew full well why they are being instructed, since the action would have been simply as obeying a command, it would not have had the desired results of helping to forge their character through that action. And for that reason, Yaakov said to them, My brothers gather stones. This is a proper thing to do. We should do this for the sake of trying to live in peace together through love. And only that way could they truly derive the full benefits the full personal acquisition of this sterling character trait so it's quite revealing that a person's actions are very significantly defined in his own mind and heart by the mindset that he has by the motivation that he has and by the reason that he has for doing it. It may be that at a very young age where the child doesn't understand yet, we need to use direct instruction and uh, they can start getting in the habit of the good behavior. But once the child is growing older and able to understand more and more, it would seem that it would be most worthwhile to sort of fade out the direct instruction and give the encouragement and the direction based on the true value of the good deed in its own right, of the good character trait in its own right. This is good to do. This is proper to do. This is beautiful to do. Let's do this. And if we think into this, we could discover another very powerful very significant, perhaps life-altering ramification. Because if we stop to think, we may realize that primarily most of our mitzvah observance is essentially obeying Hashem's command. We are loyal, we are obedient, we are accepting of the Torah, and we certainly comply as best we can with the directives of the Torah as Hashem commands us. But if that is all that we include in our performance of the many aspects of Torah life, then you would see from this see that that is what we will be acquiring. We will only be acquiring the characteristic of loyal obedience and compliance with the commands of our Father and Master and loving King Hashem. But we will not be gaining and absorbing what those mitzvahs truly represent. And this applies not only to the various and varied reasoning for each mitzvah, which although most cases are not critical nevertheless, are a significant part, a significant complement of the mitzvah, and without having that in mind they will not be contained in our actions. There will not be a means of us requiring that. To take for a simple example, if we say the words of thanks to Hashem for the food that we are about to partake of or that we have already benefited from, but we only say the words for the sake of fulfilling the commandment, the instruction of the Torah, of our sages, to recite the words of thanks, the words of appreciation, that we're not actually gaining the feeling and the sense of appreciation. We're not gaining the awareness of Hashem's kindness that it represents. We are just fulfilling our obligation. And in a broader sense, if uh, we are only being obedient we are not enabling ourselves to be aware and to be carrying out the true meaning and hashem's true desire in all of the torah which is to deliver his kindness to us our true mission is that hashem's kindness his infinite kindness should be delivered to us that is our mission make that possible, to bring that about. If we are in a sense oblivious to Hashem's purpose, then all the mitzvahs that are being done are not to us a representation of Hashem's kindness. and They are not for us an act of kindness to ourselves. They are just an act of obedience and compliance which has its place, certainly At the very early stage, the very beginning stage, but it is certainly not sufficient, not adequate for a person to develop fully into a person of kindness, a person of love, a person of generosity, a person of the most exalted nature that the Torah Hashem wants us to become, that we certainly want for ourselves to become, Hashem has implanted within us. So we need to be aware when we are doing actions that represent the quality of kindness, appreciation, goodness, giving, love, humility. And we should have that in mind so that the actions represent to us and to help us to acquire all those beautiful, sterling characteristics. Thank you very much.